Hey, Joe. Would yeah. you rather be tipsy or witchy? Oh. Don't know. Coming to you from Six Feet Under Toledo, Ohio. This is the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jenna Joe. Hey, spooky listeners. Tipsy and witchy. Um, I'll be tipsy and you can be witchy because Joe doesn't drink alcohol. Yeah. I've got my mocktail right now in yeah. front of me. I, um, ever since I've been going to the islands, mm-hmm. the island... I land boy. I didn't drink, and everybody was having their little drink drinks. So I got some Sprite, and I uh-huh. got some mango nectar, and put together. Now I have it. I don't know. Drink. You got a fancy drink. Yeah. We'll put an umbrella in it. Yeah. Everybody, you think you're drinking like <laughs> everybody else? So tipsy and witchy podcast is our guest this week. Oh my god, they're so much fun. So cool. We love having other podcasts on the show. It's just so great to. Chelsea and Donna are awesome. Yes. Definitely, and fun, and they were very busy at their booth at the Michigan Paracon, where we caught up with them in this interview. But Joe wanted to, um, before we get into the interview, i got to tell yeah. you something. But to hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating and a positive review? That too. Oh, okay. Spooky things are happening. Oh, really? Yes. So, you know how I like to tell you all the spooky stuff that happens in my house. Well, I got scared the other night because it felt like somebody was standing in my bedroom. And I'm not even joking. I had to get up and turn the light on. <laughs> it was just that freaky feeling like, I don't know. And then something went bang oh, yeah. in the other room. And I went out. And I could not figure out what it was. Nothing fell. There wasn't anything that like tipped over. I couldn't find anything. It was so weird. Do we want to do an investigation in your house? It might be time. Yeah. It might be time. And, um, but the only problem is, is now I have this motorcycle gang that hangs out on the corner at, yeah. until four o'clock in the morning every single night. Oh, nice. So we might have to wait till winter until the motorcycles stop running. Cause if not, you're going to hear that in the background. Oh. <laughs> like, great. Just yeah. What I need. Just what I need. I'm trying to get my beauty sleep and all I hear is round, round. <sighs> I want to move. I do too. But if I anybody has the winning lottery, num- lottery numbers so that we yeah. can move. Yeah. That's what I don't get. Why don't we do a show on why psychics can't give you the winning lottery I numbers? Ask, whenever I talk to psychics, I always ask them that. And they're like, oh, well, we can't tune into that. Why not? BS. You can tune into everything else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Great. I'm going to get a bunch of emails <laughs> now. <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> there's any rich listeners out there we need we need a couple million dollars just a couple just a few just a couple that's all got we any need. to spare got some spare change yeah just you I'll, know buy I'll, me a haunted castle or a, i'll stand outside kroger's and say do you have any extra million extra million extra million i'm trying to get me a log cabin in the woods <laughs> <laughs> i did look Okay, so, you know, I do this crazy thing every once in a while. And you guys probably do this, too. Do you ever go on, like, the Zillow or whatever? I do it all the time. 
and look for haunt real haunted homes for sale. There was a house in New England and it wasn't that expensive. It was only a couple hundred thousand dollars for sale, but it had this big rich history of hauntings. I'm like, I want to buy this house yeah. and move to New England and, and just let people in to do ghost hunting. And it was giant hmm. and it had all these extra bedrooms. And I was like, oh, this would be the perfect place for like a haunted B&B, right? B&B, a, a boo and boo. A boo and boo. <laughs> but speaking about small towns. Yes. Chelsea Roberts, mm-hmm. half of Tipsy and Witchy. She sings in Kalkaska, Michigan all the time. Really? And we used to snowmobile to Kal- Kalkaska. <laughs> and it was the town where we always had the wildest times. <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the bar that we used to always go to. Was it Mod I think No, no, no. That That's in... Um, Waters? No, that's in uh, Mayo. Oh. But I forget the name of it, but it was like a log cabin style place that is just crazy. Sounds like fun. It was so crazy the one night we were, we went there. <laughs> it was New Year's, and we didn't snowmobile to it, but we went back because they were having a New Year's party. The night ended with Bear, our friend Bear, sliding his truck into the parking lot and yelling, get in, get in. We all jumped in. We took off. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bear. <laughs> yeah. And I, it wasn't like we were fighting or nothing like that. He just, uh. out of the blue, he just comes sliding into the parking lot yelling get in so you know naturally we just have to play along right god but fun times when chelsea mentioned that she was singing in kalkaska i was laughing i'm like oh my god so many memories of us snowmobiling there that's a great thing about michigan there's so many cool little towns with the coolest little names that a lot of people can't pronounce ohio's like that too we have a bunch of little towns that you can't pronounce yeah but michigan it, it takes the cake right oh yeah like you got Charlevoix. hell, yeah, hell. You got paradise. You got <laughs> Mayo, where Ma Dieters is the kind yeah. of place you always remember going to, but you never remember leaving. Yeah, Owasso. Um, uh, what's some of the other fun ones? Kalkaska, uh, Escanaba, Gaylord, Gaylord, Gaylord. Um, yeah, just fun, fun, great place to like. And Sault Ste. Marie, yes, which we were in and <laughs> is very haunted. We did go to a haunted restaurant called antlers which was so much fun i don't know if you guys saw joe's live from antlers and uh that was really fun yeah and they had i'm not kidding you guys a a hand hand to gosh or whatever you believe in they had the best fried pickles i've ever (laughs) had in my life they were chips not spears and you know when you're ghost hunting or you're um traveling for conventions food is very important Mm -hmm. And um, fried pickles, the best, hands yeah. down. Even better than Hooters. And, you know, I love Hooters fried pickles. But Tipsy and Witchy, their podcast is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, what night is Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night. They do a live, yep. We were on there a few months ago. Yeah, it was, was so fun. much fun. And their last show was about Ohio hunting. So check that Ooh, out. That favorite. came out on the 5th. As you're listening to this, it came out on the 5th, but it's up on their Facebook page. Check it out. I was watching their interview, and it it was actually really good. Yeah, so you guys got to check them out. But we have them here for you. Yes. So just stay tuned. Grab your popcorn and your snacks. So let's sit down and talk to Chelsea and Donna from Tipsy and Witchy Podcast. And we'll be back. 
very soon. And with us today, coming to you from Michigan Paracon 2023, Chelsea and Donna from Tipsy and Witchy Podcast, and also Spirit Walkers Paranormal. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Well, it's amazing because we got to be on your guys' podcast, and now the tables are turned and you're coming on ours. Yes, and we've been looking forward to it. Yes. It's always great to, like, do a show swap and and get other groups and, and podcasts on. Fellow, you guys on our podcast. Yeah, it was a great time. We really had a good time. Um, what's going on over at your booth today? What are you guys up to? Uh, readings. We're doing readings, and we're selling lots of different wares. Great, and it's so busy today. Oh my gosh! Wow, look at these lines. I know it's yeah. great. It's wonderful, but it's so great to like you know be able to come to these conventions and meet other podcasters and other people who are just you know have a passion for the paranormal. Where did your passion for the paranormal come about <laughs> or start? I know it's probably. We'll start with the one that kind of created my start in it. Okay, so, uh, great. Go take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the you day know. you were born. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, much. Everything. Pretty much. Pretty much. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It all basically started with my great aunt. Oh. She was, um, well, they called her insane. Well, she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She was um, psychic. Okay. And back in those days, they locked a lot of people up for that, saying they were crazy. Isn't and, that insane? And it kind of went through the bloodlines, and, and all the women picked it up. And then when this one was three, me, we yeah. figured out she had it too when she seen feet running around her. I oh. haven't even forgotten that. Like, it's been... I don't know, 29 years since that happened, and I remember it just like it was yesterday. Wow. I was playing on my little my little Tykes four-wheeler in the back of the driveway, and I just remember stopping, standing up, and I see these red canvas shoes, like Converse, just running around me in circles. And so naturally, my reaction was to freak out and go running to my dad. And he didn't know what to do, so he was like, oh, Donna, can you come take care of this? <laughs> so I, I took her in the house, I sat her on the counter, I said, what would you see? Yeah. And I just told her, I said, there was a little boy running around me. I couldn't see him, all I saw was his shoes, but I knew it was a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew at that point. So from that point on, she, she got taught. Mm-hmm. That she wasn't going crazy. That yeah. it was a special friend. Yep. And things just grew from there. Yep. It took my husband a while to get accustomed to two of us in the oh house. Oh my but gosh. <laughs> now, Is he a patient man? Very. Okay. Now listen. Very tolerant. There's there's something funny about my dad. Okay. For years he was a huge skeptic. He didn't believe anything. Okay. We would tell him about investigations. We would tell him about things we saw around the house. And he's like, oh, that can be easily explained. You just, you know, thought you saw blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Until he comes up to me and he's like, so, um, when you see things, do they kind of look wispy? <laughs> and I just, I got really close to him. I'm like, you saw something, didn't you? And he's like, well, no, I don't, I don't think I, and I'm like, what'd you see? Yeah. He's like, well, I thought I saw a pair of shoulders and a head, but I could have been seeing <laughs> things. Been I'm like, no, you saw the old farmer because I grew up in an old farmhouse built in 1860. Oh. And since I was young, I saw this giant ass guy who was dressed in overalls and a plaid shirt. 
And if we stayed up too late, he let you know. Because oh. as a farmer, you can't stay up late. you yeah. got to get up early and yeah. get your chores done. So, you know, I'd have sleepovers. And my friends would just have their minds blown. Because we'd be up at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning doing stupid shit that kids do. Right. And, and all of a sudden, there'd be a cold draft just sweep through the room. And I'm like, um, well, it's time for bed. Yeah. <laughs> the farmer is getting angry. Yeah. But ever since my dad came forward and said what he saw, now he plays with the spirits in the house because in in the kitchen they'll open the cupboards. Oh. Wow. So we'll 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 come home to every single cupboard open. True well, story. My dad yeah. thought it was funny to to see if he could get them to open a certain way. So he's like, "All right, if you can open cupboards, open every other cupboard." And when every other cupboard would open, he'd just get more excited. So he can't say he's a skeptic anymore. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, is it the farmer opening the cupboards, or do you think it's another spirit? It's another spirit. Okay. Yeah. There's there's multiple. Ah. There's a lady, basically in white, that floats around the entire farm. Okay. And there's, like, her little red-shoed child. Yep. And I think that's who's doing the cupboards. Okay. Very well could be. There There was another one that I grew up with. This one kind of kind of boggles my mind a little bit because I don't know whether to call her a ghost or not. I, I started seeing her when I was little, and I always called her Sarah. And she was just a little girl, black hair, white dress. I mean, not to sound stereotypical, but it reminds you of something out of the ring, right? And she didn't have eyes. There was nothing there. But she didn't scare me. She's just the little girl. But every year that I would see her, she aged with me. So the last time I saw her, it's been a long time, she was about 20 years old. So I don't really know what to consider her. Like, is that a real ghost? Is that something else? Like, how did she age with me? Yeah. Maybe she was part of you. Maybe. Maybe. Could have been a possibility. I don't know. Maybe she always just wanted a sister and, you know, like... I'm happy to oblige. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, are you are you still in the same house? You guys still have the same place? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. She has her own little haunted house now. I, okay. I decided to buy um, my own little old farmhouse, and it's funny if you ever see it. It looks it's set up exactly like my childhood home, two story, surrounded by farm field. It's on the north side of the road. It's it's hilarious. They cracked up. They're like, oh, okay, you just bought your own house. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> but mine also came with a child spirit. Oh, really? Um, I noticed when I was, before I moved in, I had to do some stuff. I had to clean. I had to uh, do some painting. Just get it ready. And uh, there was one night where I was painting in the bathroom, and I wasn't quite paying attention. I was just, you know, getting in the zone and doing my thing. But then all of a sudden, it just felt like somebody was watching me. Oh, really? So I turned around, and there's a little girl. She looked to be about seven, eight years old. And she she was just staring at me, like, engrossed in what I was doing. Yeah. And then she was gone. So when we did an investigation at my house, we caught an EVP of a little girl. Okay. And as clear as a bell, she says, I'm dead. Oh, really? So she's very intelligent. Uh-huh. And it just, and apparently doesn't care that she's dead. Wow! And she loves so... Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> the house gets very active in Disney movies. 
that's so interesting that you have a, a, another child's spirit in your house. It's yeah. like, are they following you? You know, kids are attracted to us for some yeah. reason. I mean, I don't mind it. I I'm hoping I haven't seen or felt her in the house in a while because I tried to do a cleansing and help her move on. I didn't yeah. want her to be trapped there. No. I did have validation from. Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually friends with the family that used to own the house. Okay. Um, and they even said that they've seen and heard a little girl when they lived there. Oh, really? So I knew I wasn't nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and But I just, I, I sat down and I said, okay, it's, it's time for you to go. This isn't fair to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you're, you're always welcome to pop in if you want to. Yeah. But I haven't seen or felt or heard anything. So I'm hoping maybe she decided to... You know, re- retire from haunting the house. <laughs> yeah. But how we ended up with our own paranormal team, Chelsea wanted to, you know, do investigations. Mm. Well, you were, what, in your 20s? I was, tw- yeah, I was 20. Okay. And nobody would let her on their team. Really? And it, it pissed me off. You're too talented. <laughs> so... I, I just like because obviously I watched all the shows and stuff and I, I idolize ghost hunters because they're the ones that weren't screaming like sissies, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so every single local team would be like, We don't want you. You don't have experience, you're not mature enough. I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. So I started Spirit Walkers mm-hmm. and I made it so that if anybody wanted to have the opportunity to do an investigation, they could come to my team. Now I have rules. Again, you can't scream like a sissy because yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> exactly. So as long as you're cool and you don't cry and you know make a joke of it, you can be a part of the investigation, and it allows people to actually learn how it works. And and they also realize it's not like what you see on TV. Nine exactly. times out of ten, it's going to be boring. You're going to be sitting in the dark for hours at a time, and nothing can happen at all. Mm-hmm. Or you get a buttload of activity. Yeah. So it's it's it gives a really good opportunity, and we we've been doing it since. That's awesome, and I and it's it makes me feel good knowing that there, that you do accept people like that because it gives them the opportunity yeah, to learn how it's actually like. Yeah. You I have know to you just start said that, but somewhere. That's what I mean. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's it, to me. I was. It's. It's like the same mentality when somebody gets out of college. They go for years and spend thousands of dollars in a career to master, and then they try to get a job and they don't because they have no experience. Yeah. It's like, how do you get experience if you don't let me try? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, people don't give people the opportunity to learn. Yeah. Exactly. They were there at one time. They yeah. did the exact same thing. At one time. Exactly. So why not give that opportunity to someone else? Right. And uh, and the thing with my team, I I've always believed like we don't we don't actively seek investigations. I mean, we talk about it and say what we do and 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 offer help. But it, I like it when people find us and say, "Can you help us?" Yeah. Yes. Because I feel like it should be a natural thing. I don't want to be like, "Oh, you need to have this investigation just to get in a house." That's not how we work. Yeah. No. Like I, we genuinely want to help people. And we don't charge. No, God, yeah, no. That's, These that's ones that so charge, I'm kind of disappointed. In yeah. I really am. However, we have been tipped in food before, and yes. I'm totally off. Oh, totally yeah. Yeah. down for <laughs> that, right? Very delicious. I've worked many times for food and T-shirts. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're making food? Okay, that's yeah. fine. 
It's Taco <laughs> Tuesday, ghosts. Heck yeah. You betcha. You betcha. If you can move a cabinet, you can move the stove. Right. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Stir a pot. Stir yeah. that pot. No right. kidding. Now, have you guys ever um, encountered something that was very dark or um, negative? And how did you deal with that? Do you want to They're tell laughing. You, you guys to. can't see them, but they're laughing. Well... We had one experience. It freaked Chelsea out, I think, more than It me. freaked you out, too. <laughs> a little bit, yep. We went to the UP, where we're at now. It's for those that don't know and don't live in Michigan, that's the Upper Peninsula. Upper. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the fish-looking thing. We went to the Newberry <laughs> and the old Newberry Hotel, you know, that big, big one. We were sitting in the lounge. I don't even know if we want to tell that part of the story. No, we probably shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> there was a man there who thought he was Magnum P.I., and he was drinking a little too much. Oh, boy. And Chelsea had enough of him and told him she was an officer, and he ran like hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, love it. I love you gotta it. do what you got to do. Right? So anyway, we're talking to the owners at that time, which was short-lived for them because they ended up putting that hotel up for auction oh, wow. like a week later. But the lady said to us, would you like to spend the night here? Sure. Sure. We didn't end up staying. We did not. We, um, we, we, got, we got into it for a few hours. We're the only ones in the building. And they didn't have it remodeled or anything, so it was it was a bit dingy. Okay. Like the, it's fine. It, but it was fine, like, you know. But as we're going through, we start catching things like it sounds like something's chasing us around. Mom was sitting on a bed, and we watched the, the imp- butt print. Yeah, the, oh. we, an imprint of somebody sitting down next to her. Wow. So we were like, "Oh, okay." And with that came not so good feelings. We're like, all right, that's that's not sweet. And then, as we're taking pictures, we we had one particular photo of a window. And it looks like a bunch of screaming faces. I, Looking at us. And it's, it's, you couldn't see it in the lens. It was yeah. very bizarre because we had other pictures of the same window and there was nothing at all. And then all of a sudden there's this crazy faces just looking at us. And so we're like, yep, it's time to go. So we, we end up leaving. We drive for what feels like forever down the road to another little motel. We check in, eat dinner, go to bed. And... I just remember that whole night I had nothing but nightmares of like a dark figure standing over the bed and mom didn't even sleep at all she was awake the whole time because there was a dark figure yeah so I was dreaming about it and she was seeing it awake yeah it was it wasn't in the room yeah. it might have been in her thoughts but <laughs> I'm watching the bottom of the doorway you know how you see the light come through the bottom yeah, yeah. We're watching the black just go back and forth, back and wow. all night long. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, she's finally halfway awake. I'm like, get in the truck. <laughs> get in the truck. So we left Newberry. We went back across the bridge. To Mackinac City. To Mackinac City. Yep. Checked into a really nice room for a very nice bath. <laughs> and we went out for dinner. Then it got a little weirder again. Really? So we thought we were in the clear. We weren't in the building. And we were having a great day. And 
we get back to the room after dinner and mom can't find her debit card. We're like, okay, that's nothing out of the ordinary for this one. So we're just, you know, tearing apart her purse and, <laughs> and looking for it and we can't find it. So we tear apart our suitcases, everything, flip everything. We cannot find this card. So she's like, maybe I left it at the restaurant. I run, I run back over. It's not there. When I come back to the room, she still can't find it. All of a sudden, we just hear a next to the door. On the bench was her debit card. Oh, so when that happened, I looked at her. I said, what do you wow. have from that hotel? Yeah. And she had the receipt in her purse. From the lounge from the lounge and that was the only thing I could think of that would create some sort of attachment so we ended up burning the receipt I had some sage on me we did a shit ton of sage I bet the housekeepers hated us (laughs) and I kid you not as soon as that receipt was burned we watched like this black mass just sprout up and shoot out the window over the bridge like it was going back to Newberry now I'm, I'm not saying I am not saying it was a demonic entity. I no. don't believe it was, but I will say it was not nice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really glad it went back to where it belonged. So, <laughs> and, you, and you got to see it go back. Yes, that's, that's yeah. so cool. And it was just something like if if I was alone, I would have doubted myself because I need valid proof that that was real but mom was there and we looked at each other I'm like did you see that she's like did you see that and we're like okay (laughs) so that was probably that was the roughest the roughest one now if we had encountered something like that now being that we've got like 12 13 years under our belt it'd be different sure but back then I was like I'm never going back I don't want anything to do with it don't even talk about it you couldn't even mention Newberry she'd be like no Oh. <laughs> now, if we were to go back now, I'd be all over it. Let's go. Yeah. Because like we've we've dealt with things since then. We've yeah. handled situations that were a little bit complicated, but that was that was something. That was. <laughs> and yeah. do you know the, any of the history of that place? Like, from what they told us, it was a. It started out a hotel, turned into a brothel. Yep. Turned into a drug house. Then it was basically abandoned, and then they picked it up, you know, and they tried to save it. They did what they could, but they obviously couldn't, and it got auctioned off. I don't know if it's open today. I haven't been near near it since, so I should look it up and see. Yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting. <laughs> Take a look, you know, yeah. like Google uh, Street View or whatever, see what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. See if anybody's looking at us? Yeah. <laughs> Any faces in the window? That's an cool. idea. I never thought of that. If you look at the street view of these, see how? Now, I do know that if you go onto um, Apple Maps and you look at my address, you'll see me standing on the front porch <laughs> because I saw the car coming down the street. So naturally, I jumped out in front. Like, <laughs> hey! Yeah. I'm actually in the yard in a house in Florida because yeah. of Google Maps. You're seeing me walk to the mailbox. I'm oh, like, that's kind of cool. See, if I caught one of them vehicles coming down, I'd lay in the driveway and play dead. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you would. You really would. Or so. get out the tipsy and witchy poster. Hey! Free advertisement to the whole entire planet. Heck yeah. Why not? We yeah. do have an investigation coming up in Eaton Ooh, Rapids. It's really? a fundraiser for oh. the um, Stimson 
Hospital. Oh, we have not been there. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So Stimson Hospital was the place to be born back in the day. And if you talk to anybody in in Eaton Rapids that was born prior to like 1975, they were they were born in that hospital because they pushed hygiene. They were the cleanest facility, so everybody wanted to be born there. And like they made you bathe every day, they made you wash your hands, the whole works. Wow. So it was it was very progressive, very very premier for its time. It must have been really dirty people back then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And look at look at how healthcare was at the time. Yeah. And True story. There were three doctors that started it, and two of the three actually died in the hospital. Oh wow! So one of them had a heart attack and died at his desk. And then one had just finished surgery later at night and was tired, and he fell down the elevator shaft and died. Oh, wow. oh what and a way to go! The, the That's when you terrible. when they tell you the story, when he fell down the elevator shaft, the other doctor was in the basement because that's where they had the morgue and they did the autopsies. He was actually doing an autopsy when the doctor fell down the elevator shaft. Oh, great! Yeah. And, so and it, heard him hit the ground. Yes, yeah. and it's. It's a very active building. Uh, we've done two investigations there, and each time we've gotten evidence, and we've gotten different evidence, which was very interesting. Um, in the one doctor's office where he died, I believe it was Blanchard, yes. I think. We, we caught voices on the digital recorder. That was a man. We caught voices coming through the spirit box. Um, and then there was also a lot of activity in the basement as well, in the elevator shaft. And in the elevator shaft, we were doing the Estes method, where I had the headphones on, and I was the only one that could hear the spirit box. So they were asking questions. I had no idea what they were asking, but all of a sudden this voice comes up, and he's like, get out. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, um, well, apparently he wants to get out. So we're, we respected his wishes, and we're like, well, we'll just go take a break. And as we were getting out, yeah. we had to go up the stairs to yep. get out. Our one investigator, Kim, literally was being pushed. You could see the handprints on her back oh pushing her, and she wouldn't go back down there. She was like, yeah. I'm done for the night. Now, mind you, it wasn't like an aggressive heave ho push yeah. it was just like a nudging like yep keep going yep, time to go <laughs> wow and i asked my mom i'm like what on earth were you guys asking you made him mad <laughs> and she she was you know asking questions like why why were you so tired why were you so stressed the moment before you died did you have arthritis and when she had brought that up is when got i got the voice get out so now we just can't help but wonder maybe he was frustrated because his age was starting to slow his progress. Yeah, and, and he realized it yeah. and was mad and like, you know, I don't want to talk about this, just get out. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah, um, when you hear that get out, you get out. Sometimes it's called respect. Yeah, right. right. Me. That's that's one of the big things that I try to remind people, especially people that are just wanting to do an investigation because they think it's exactly like TV. I'm like, listen, y'all, ghosts are people. They're people. And it doesn't matter that they're dead. They still have the same mentality they had when they were alive. Mm -hmm. So if they're trying to ask you something or they tell you to leave or something, you really need to gauge that and say, okay, maybe I should listen. Mm -hmm. There are instances where if they tell us to get out, we're like, no, sorry. 
you're just being sassy. And I've caught, I can't tell you how many times I've caught myself on, a, on an EVP session. And I'm like, don't be sassy with me. <laughs> I don't have to take that from living people. I ain't taking it from you. Right. So, but the, that's just the biggest thing. You can't forget that they're people. That's yeah, right. Exactly. You talk to them as if they're standing in front of you because you because yeah. they are. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. These, and pe- these you people get, that yell at them and stuff, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you get most of your best evidence when you're just carrying on a conversation. Correct. You're just treating them like normal. Like, don't baby them. Don't, don't talk at them like they're stupid. Like, just talk normal. That's all it takes. Yeah. Just be normal. Do you guys use any trigger objects when you're doing investigations? Like play like music from the era Mm -hmm. or anything? Yeah, we've we've used music, we've used toys, um, we've had so like we did a private residence investigation last month that was very intense. Um, we had objects well honestly the house itself was an object because we were actually getting uh, voices on the spirit box. answering intelligent questions about the house itself and we believe it was actually the person who built the house because we when we asked his name he said jerry and that was the name of the guy that built the house and we actually had the envoy from ghost stop and it's uh it's got a setting on it where it, it hits letters and you know they can actually spell things out and it spelled out jerry's initials so we felt like we had enough verification to say that it was jerry so, yeah, trigger oh, objects cool. are awesome. The dresser drawer in the bedroom opened. Yeah. That was like our photographer standing there, and he, all of a sudden we see him go. <laughs> he looks over. And it opened about three inches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But trigger objects are such a great thing to use. So, I mean, if you have them, use them. Yeah. yeah. Now, how is it for you guys if you go into a place like this or into maybe an antique shop? Are you picking up a lot of energy? I mean, no, obviously, there's tons of energy here with all these people. But, like, say you went to an antique shop or a vintage shop. Would you um, feel maybe an overwhelming feeling by all of the objects that are in there? Or, or is it just maybe a sporadic that... You know, maybe one out of ten objects would have something attached to it. It depends on the antique store. Okay. It really does, and the objects in there, like you're saying. We have one we can go in, and depending what's coming through there from estates, you can be fine. Other times you go in there and you are so drained. You yeah. Look like, you look like you haven't slept in a week by the time you come out. It would be, you know, it's interesting, and I've been wanting to do a show like this, and you guys should too is talk to estate sellers, the people that run the estate sales, because I bet you they have paranormal activity all the time. They do. You know, like, I, I went to an estate sale, and I just felt like the person was there, and he was upset because they were, everybody was Selling going through their stuff, stuff you yeah. know? It's like people have such an attachment to their things, especially men with their tools or their fishing stuff or whatever. My cousin does that. Oh, does she? And they have a store, the Treasure Shack, and it's in Fenton on Thompson Road. So he calls us in once or twice a year okay. to go through it, and we've found some really interesting yeah. things happening okay. in there. I've got a story. <laughs> I want okay. it. All Bring right. it on, sister. So, <laughs> the, don't threaten me with a good time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we the last investigation we did at the treasure shack we were doing a spirit box session and all of a sudden we start getting 
what sounded like an angry German, like an angry German dude yelling at us in German. And I, I took German in college, so I was like, yeah, that's, that's German. That's not English, okay? And he's like yelling at us, but we're like, why are you yelling at us? What, what did we do? And Germans talk in general. <laughs> but it sounded... And we kept picking up the word picture. Oh, yeah. And okay. it was very, very authoritative. And we're like, this sounds like soldiery. Mm. Like, he sounded like... Commanding. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when we were talking to Don about it, he's like, oh, that's interesting. Let me tell you about something I just acquired from an estate sale. And we're like, okay. So he had a box of old photographs. And they were photographs of World War II on the actual battlegrounds of, and of the dead soldiers and fighting. And, and he had acquired them from the gentleman. He was a gentleman that took photos for Time Magazine. So he would travel to the different war sites and take pictures for Time Magazine. And he had passed away, so his children didn't want to stop. And a lot of those pictures were of German soldiers. So the only thing we could think of was whoever was yelling at us clearly was in one of the pictures yeah. and wasn't very happy to see us. No, no. <laughs> well, those should have been in a museum yeah. or something. Cared for at least. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's sad because, you know, the younger generations, no offense because I know you're young. You're fine. You're young. I get it. <laughs> My generations are terrible. <laughs> but they have no interest in family artifacts or, um, you know, old things. They want everything new and electronic, and it's kind of a, a lost, you know, treasure that people are still collecting yeah. antique photographs or tintypes or, um, like, the post-mortem photographs yes. from yes. the Victorian age, those kinds of things. She's got boxes. I love, I love to look at those. I love antique photos. I, I love too. them. They call to me. They're like, take me home and love me. Nobody else does. I'm like, okay, come here. <laughs> I know. I would be up all night. I'm like, I got to go to work, but it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, some more pictures. <laughs> yep. yep. It happens every once in a while. But, no, it's, um, it's interesting because we're, you know, where do the spirits go if nobody loves the antiques anymore, right? Exactly. Or the objects or cares for the objects. Yeah. If a spirit's attached to an object and nobody appreciates it, does the spirit leave the object or right. I don't think it does. Okay. I so my theory is I've I've been finding this on a lot of investigations or uh, visiting alleged haunted locations. Uh, one example I, that I like to use is I went out to Vegas and I decided to see what all the fuss was about the haunted museum that's owned by Vegas. Vegas yeah. 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 And I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed walking through. He does have interesting things. However, I, in my personal experience, don't feel anything evil in the museum. Number one, there are... Um, um, what do you call them? The the, the, the pumps, EM pumps. EM pump. He has them running in in the museum. Oh, wow. I don't like those. No, and, I don't and I think what he said was he uses it because he wants to amp up the activity. But that's like a double-edged sword because yeah. you're going to cause people to have hallucinations. You're going to cause people to think they're feeling or experiencing things when it's not. Yeah, it's not a true 
experience. Exactly. Right. You know? And and are all of his items haunted? And no, I don't believe that in a minute. No, no I don't think not. so either. But the the items that he claim are super evil or anything, I can understand where somebody may feel like they're evil or they have bad intent attached to them. Because, you know, if you've got stuff owned by John Wayne Gacy, yeah, he was a bad mofo. So there's right. going to be some bad energy associated with the stuff. But it's residual. It's just what's left behind. It's an imprint. It's not actually him. And what I'm finding is most of these places, it's just residual energy. So you can't tell me that it's an attachment or demonic or whatever. When it, you just, It's so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, you have people going in there expecting to see everything haunted. Yes. He's yeah. pumping EMF into the air. Yeah. Which affects humans. Yes. Correct. And so they're going to have experience. They're going to see uh, apparitions or whatever you want to yes. say. Because that's being pumped into them. I, I go into a room and one of those is in there. I can't take it. I leave the room. Yeah. Because it affects me so much. Right. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, it's and it's not fair. It's just like when people do investigations and they, they say they want to prove the place is haunted. But then they take an alleged haunted object into said place. I'm like, how are you proving this place yeah, is haunted that, that if you're bringing sense. something in that's haunted? That's right. defeating the purpose yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> and if it is ha- if it is haunted, you're putting that haunting in there, so it's going to become haunted. Exactly. Right. Even it, if it wasn't before. And as paranormal investigators, that's what we're trying to find out is if exactly. it's true or if it's just right. it could be infrasound where a fan motor is making everybody go nuts. Yes. Or I shouldn't say nuts, but you know, <laughs> get haunted. Yes. And that's where, as paranormal investigators, we need to figure that stuff out. That's why you go in and you do your um, environmental stuff first. Right. To find out what's going on. Because so many times people think that they're haunted and they're getting these high EMF readings or whatever, you know, how it's bad wiring or whatever. And that helps them too, finding that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And if it is a haunting, it's good that they know that there's things out there that will cause it too, yes. so they can eliminate that and then take care of the haunting. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I'm glad we're on the same page, guys. With one of my favorite examples, our second investigation we ever did as a team, we, we went to this uh, house and uh, the couple seemed nice enough and they were pretty genuine in how they felt with the experiences they were having and and they were scared and they they just wanted some answers and I'm like okay but I felt like something was kind of off because like it was a newer house it was a newer property there wasn't anything notable about the area so I was like okay I mean I'm not going to rule it out completely we'll see what happens and we stay for a while and we're getting nothing absolutely nothing but I'm like okay might go through the digital recorder maybe we'll get some voices you know i'm not going to say there's absolutely nothing at this time but as we're wrapping up the one gentleman tells me that he takes mushrooms on a regular basis and he thought nothing of it and i'm like well that explains everything that you're seeing (laughs) right there yeah And uh, lo and behold, they haven't had any issues, you know, because I, I, I tell them, you know, if you have any troubles or you have any questions, please reach out to us. We're here for you. Yep, they're good. <laughs> so now if you want to experience 
what it's like to have experiences like they have on the ghost shows. Mm. Just pop a couple mushrooms. There you you'll go. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't do drugs, kids. No. 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 Don't no. do mushrooms. Don't listen to Joe. We're joking. No, no, we're joking. <laughs> and don't do drugs when you're doing, or don't even smoke don't when you're smoke. going don't to drink. do don't an do investigation because that affects you also. Yes. Even caffeine can have an effect on yes. Yes. paranormal yes. investigation. But I know some people love their coffee and can't live without it, so I'm not saying don't drink your coffee before you investigate. Well, I'm just saying. Harold from Little How Ghost Hunter Society, <laughs> his whole job during the investigation is go get the coffee because oh, yeah. he's, he's like, he always says, I'm the most experienced uh, investigator here, so I'll leave and go get the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's the Java yeah. expert. <laughs> I think he's afraid to see ghosts. Oh, and bless he, him. And he's listening right now. I know yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, just switching gears because something, okay, when you said you had gone to the Haunted Museum and um, you were talking about artifacts, I was thinking about Joe and I went to the Funeral Museum in New Orleans and they had serial killer stuff and blah, blah, blah. But my brain works that way. Now, I have a question about funerals. Do people who pass away attend their own funerals? Have you ever seen anybody at their own funeral? I have. Okay. Um, Just wondered if they come and see who comes to say goodbye. To I it's it's only happened a couple times, and the last time was when we said goodbye to our aunt Ona. I remember the um, person that was doing the the funeral speech. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that minister. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As, as he was talking, he did a beautiful job. I just, all of a sudden, I see my Aunt Ona sit straight up in her coffin and shoot through the ceiling. And as, as soon as she was gone, my I was I was okay. Wow. Like, was this whole, total yeah. sense of, like, relief. Yeah, like, okay. my sorrow and, like, everything, it was, it was just gone because she wasn't there anymore. And I felt a lot better, but that was... That was probably one of the most pronounced happened, things. She just went white. Oh, yeah. wow. And, and I was like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we loved Aunt Ona. She was, she was like a mother to mom, and she was like my grandma versus uh-huh. my aunt. So that was a tough one. Yeah. But to, to actually, <laughs> I didn't expect to see her sit up in her coffin. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> she did that to get your goat. Well, yeah, well yeah. she totally, she totally <laughs> what got I can me. do. <laughs> but yes, I do believe that some of them will attend their own okay. funeral. I, I don't know that all of them do. I think it just depends on where you're at when you die. I mean, if you're, if you know you're good to go and you're ready to go, then you don't have a reason to be there. Yeah. So. Just wondered. What about, what about this? I've heard where spirits that are still here on earth and i don't want to use the word trapped but you know what i mean yeah they'll go to other people's funerals because they say that the light is there have you ever heard anything like that where a spirit will go to use someone else's funeral to cross over i've never heard that i've no. never heard that i okay. mean i wouldn't knock it i suppose I mean, if there's always that chance yeah I mean, you've got the churches with the the cemeteries right next door. If they're having another funeral in the church and maybe somebody's like, all right, I'm tired of hanging out. I'm just going to sayonara with this guy. (laughs) I mean, why not? (laughs) It's it's just something I've heard and it's always, I've always thought about it. And I'm like, I like to get uh, different people's opinions on it. 
and find out because we don't know, you know, right, obviously. Right, right. But I find that very intriguing. I mean, honestly, with the things that we've seen the last 12-ish years that we've been doing this, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. True. I mean, it seems like a pretty limitless landscape, if you think about it. And what? Do, well, how do you feel about investigating in cemeteries or graveyards? Um, if it's if you're doing it respectfully and you're not being a dick, <laughs> basically, right? I I don't see anything wrong with it per se. Um, I I've met a lot of people that believe that it's evil and you're you're going to bring something nasty home with you, and I'm like, no. I mean, if you're being disrespectful and say you kick someone's grave over or you yell at them and tell them their name is stupid, they might mess with you because I sure would. Yeah. But, yeah. But I've never had any issues. Um, we've only done a couple investigations in cemeteries with permission from local law enforcement. Absolutely. Right? Do not break into cemeteries. That's rude. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and we've had some really interesting stuff. And we did one in Gatlinburg, yeah. Tennessee. Oh, yep. nice. Amazing. Wow. Again, with a regular camera, not these cell phone cameras taking photos Chelsea was like how do you do this but we went through and we're doing all the gravestones and a beautiful cemetery yeah and I'm taking pictures it still had the old wrought iron around oh, it I love that and the, you know and they say that's around them to keep the spirits in well let me tell you I got home and I started running the pictures off yeah. the desk I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, I, I truly believe that's the truth. Because you could literally, because my camera takes the pictures and films at the same time. Okay. You could watch this fog uh -huh. come up to the inside of the fence and literally roll up and back. Oh. Up and back. Wow. And I was like, Chelsea, you gotta see this. And she's like, how come we're not oh, seeing my mind it with was our eyes? Blown. Like if I wasn't there, I'd have been like, was it foggy? Was it raining? <laughs> Did is there anything explainable? But I was there. It was a clear night. It was beautiful. There was no wind. And in these pictures, it looks like a rolling fog, like something out of Silent Hill. I'm expecting to find Pyramid Head in the pictures. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Have you ever been to Gettysburg? Uh, it's on my bucket list. You have to go. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's like no other place in the United States. Not only for the paranormal, but just the history. You yes. See, you physically feel the history. Oh, see, I would love that. Yes. It's so cool. It's a great place. It's like you need like days, though, like, yeah. to really get around to all the different places. And they have this beautiful... Um, what do they call it? Visitor's Museum with yeah. the whole history. It takes like two hours to get through it, but it's worth it. It's really cool. Very. Like, we'll have to check it off the yeah. list to get there. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, down. just coming into the city or the town, you feel the history. Yeah, like it's, a wave. Yeah, it's, it's an, I just can't explain it, but mm -hmm. you will experience it someday, and it's yeah. just amazing. That sounds great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and. The hauntings are everywhere. You can go in the grocery store and see a ghost. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, because it, it's the whole place. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, you had blood seeping into the ground at one point, so heavy. I mean, that, gallons and gallons of blood. Yeah. yeah, that energy doesn't go away. Energy isn't 
something that dies, it stays. And that's that's why I firmly believe most hauntings are really residual. Yeah. Because what are you gonna do with that energy, you know? Yeah. Another I, one we got a lot of energy in was Saint Augustine. Oh, oh the lighthouse. That was one of them. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. But the town itself, the college itself. Amazing. Really? Oh, Flagler College was beautiful. Oh my oh. gosh. We were standing on the steps of it with another lady who was was there with her new husband. They were in their 80s. They were just Aww. cute as could be. Oh, fun. But they're standing up on the steps, and she looks over at her husband, and he's just going whiter and whiter. And I'm like, oh my God, he's having a heart attack. What's happening? He's like, he was like frozen. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, my hair is standing up. So I'm kind of back up, and I'm yeah. looking behind Wait for his the lightning neck. strike. Yeah, <laughs> and, I'm look, and literally, you could see the back of his hair, like somebody was pushing it up. And I'm like, oh, well, somebody must want to talk to you. And he says, well, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> he went right down the steps. Yep. I love it. That's great. But, yeah, so you've traveled all over. Yeah. Is there one um, place on your bucket list if you could go anywhere, anywhere in the whole world, where would you want to go? Paris Catacombs. Yeah. Paris Catacombs, 100%. I, like, and it's not just for doing an investigation. I just want to go there because I love skeletons. <laughs> but I also love the history. It's ancient. Like, But the fact that they took so much time to put thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of skeletons in this ornate decorate oh. oh I want to go so bad yeah I'd like to go to Romania the yeah. castles the history yes. I think it would be wonderful yes a tour of haunted castles yes absolutely put that at the top of the list there you go <laughs> but no we really really appreciate you girls coming on today and sharing your story and telling us uh, um, you know some of the cool ghost stories and Love it all. Have, still have a million questions, but, you know, we want to get you back to your booth because it is a busy day here at the convention. <laughs> so if uh, anybody wanted to check out your podcast or your um, sites, tell them where they can get a hold of you guys. So you can find us primarily on Facebook. If you want to find the Spirit Walkers uh, Facebook page, it's uh, Spirit Walkers 911, and you'll be able to pull us up that way. And if you want to find Tipsy and Witchy, you can just type in Tipsy and Witchy Podcast. You can see our bright and beautiful faces in the profile nice, picture. Nice. Um, but the URL handle is Spirits Sisters. And it's Spirits with an S, then Sisters. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much. Wish you all the best in the future and hope to have you guys back on the show. Yes, and we want you guys yes, as well. Yes, we'd love to come and back. Yes, yeah. thank you for letting us come on your show a while yeah, ago. Absolutely. And we want to do it again. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Uh-huh. We are back. But no, very nice that they stopped by the yeah, blast. You know, it's so much fun. So much fun. You guys, cool hunting stories. You know, I always love to hear how people got interested in the mm -hmm. paranormal because we all have that journey and we all have that story. And, you know, just fascinating how many people have the same type of experience. They, you know, either had abilities or they grew up in a haunted house mm -hmm. or they had something happen. That just sparked that journey to, like, you know, let's make this our life path. Yeah. And I've always wanted to see poltergeist activity. Mm -hmm. You know, like you see on video and all that. Yeah. But 
in a way, we kind of did. I mean, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago at our hotel room in St. Agnes. Yep. You know, we wake up at four in the morning, and I didn't know you were awake. Well, the light, the noise and the light woke me up. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we both wake up, and the refrigerator door opens on our refrigerator, which you had to physically pull on it hard to get that thing to open. Yeah, it's got a magnetic seal and it was definitely close. I don't know. I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. There wasn't any trucks going by, you know, nothing that would rattle. There was no earthquakes. It it almost scared me right out of my Batman pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. No. Uh, yeah, traveling with your family is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that, that was interesting though because, you know, Many, many of the um, hotels up and around that area have haunted um, attachments. And we've talked about it before about St. Ignace is one of the most haunted cities mm-hmm. in Michigan. Yeah. So maybe we did experience. I know for a fact that that door on that refrigerator, you, I actually, the last time I opened it, I had to hold the refrigerator and pull the door. Yeah. And I know I shut it all the way. It happened exactly at four o'clock because I, when it happened, I looked and I looked over at the clock because I thought you had gotten up to maybe open the refrigerator and I'm like, wait a minute, what is it? I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Strange things, but you know, we love it. Uh-huh. It's so cool. So, yeah, it's, it's never a dull moment when we travel, especially when we go up to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and St. Ignace. Next year, we're going for a full week. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much stuff to see up there. Yeah. And join us next year. Come yes. on up, Michigan Paracon. You yes. will not regret it. Yeah, it is so a very fun. long drive. How to get there? Just get on 75, head north, and you see a sign that says, last exit before Canada, get off. Yeah, don't And you'll find it. Canada. <laughs> but you guys definitely would love to see some new faces and you know, if you have a podcast and you want to show swap, uh, DM us. We'd love to get on your show and have you on ours. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating and review and uh, a positive comment. And also look in the show notes. We have links to a bunch of stuff there. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Have a paranormal week. And we'll talk to you And next don't Sunday. get too tipsy with your witchy. Yeah. Just a little bit.